What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to uh, address some comments and stuff that I have been receiving messages, actually, about a post that I posted up and just wanted to um, just wanted to uh, explain to y'all, you know, what the post was about and just my opinion on it. And it's not about agreeing or disagreeing, but I just wanted to to share what my opinion was about the post. Uh, what's up, Jimmy? What's up, Chester? What's up, man? Hope everybody's doing well. What's up, Drake? Everything's going good, man. I just wanted to do a, a video just explaining, you know, um, I know a lot of guys haven't seen me on, 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 on Facebook and social media a lot. Just been doing a lot of stuff, working on some other things. But um, I had uh, been posting some uh, posts up and just making it very short and to the point. What's up, Nick? What's up, Cruz? Um, Christian, what's up? What's up, Hawaii? Hawaii's always in the house. Well, the post I want to talk about was I posted something uh, that said, um, you know, a generation uh, so obsessed with pointing that success evades them. And I uh, just want to kind of talk a little bit about that. What's up, Jess? Vito, what's up, brother? Um, Vito, add, add you on what? I don't know exactly what you want me to add you on. What's up, Ricky? What's up, Gerald? What's up, everybody? Yeah, I wanted to... Uh, Dakota, what's up, brother? Um, I just wanted to... Um, Huckleberry Game Farms, Arizona. I hear you, brother. What's up, man? Appreciate your support, too, Jesse. Shout out from Arizona. We got a lot of Arizona folks in the house. What's up, Sherwin? Don, what's up, brothers? Hey, listen, just a, you know, a conversation that we can maybe have tonight. Uh, Adrian, what's up, brother? Uh, we can either have tonight or not. You know, I just kind of wanted to explain so guys are just going to go off the Richter scale. Yeah, Bratch, I know y'all guys got hit hard out there with that, uh, with that um, you know, with that snow out there. What's up, Jesse? Bakerfield's in the house. I hear that. Vito, yeah, send me a friend request on my Jim Collins page. On his journey to the pit page, there's no friends. You just follow. That's all you can do on this page. Hola, we got Mexico in the house. What's up, Mexico? Yes, sir. Guys, I know uh, I appreciate all the support, all the shout outs. I know y'all guys don't want, it, want me to make a whole video about shout outs, but I just kind of want to share some stuff with y'all guys pertaining to some of the posts um, that I have been posting up and just been kind of making them short and letting people take what they could take out of it and or just scroll right past it. What's up, Tennessee? Um, so let me explain to y'all what it's kind of all about. What's up, Ashley? Uh, Roll Tide, Oki, what's going on, brother? I hated that you had to uh, postpone that show, but it might work out better because hopefully I'll be able to make it when you reschedule it. What's up, Glenn from Ohio? Oakland in the house. Cali's always coming in strong. That's right. That's right. Jackie from Texas. We got Central Coast Cali in the house. But listen, guys, uh, just real quick, real quick. Let me go ahead and get started this video. So I, I have been putting up some posts and uh, the Caribbean's Aruba. What's going on, man? What's going on? Um, I wanted to... Um, just make a comment. Well, just kind of explain. Um, Philippines, Mexico, Central Cal, New Mexico. All right, guys, listen, let me go ahead and get into this. Alabama, let me go ahead and get into this real quick. Tampa, hey, okay. So, listen, guys, what I wanted to talk about was the fact uh, that. You know, I put up a post. Let me tell you what the post is about. And let me explain to y'all guys, and we can have a conversation about this. Uh, and I'll, I'll explain to y'all guys, you know, why I feel the way I feel. And it's not for y'all guys to agree or disagree. It's just for general conversation. Give us something to talk about. Give us, uh, give y'all guys something to think about. And maybe y'all guys can see it from a different perspective. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Kit, take that off, brother. Delete that, man. We can't have that on my um. We can't have that on the page. 
You can't have that on the page. Um, what's up, Don? So in my post, what what it, what 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 I said in my post is, uh, you know, a generation that's obsessed with pointing. No, a generation that's so obsessed with pointing that success evades them. And let me give y'all a a, a a explanation of why I said that. First off, I'm not saying pointing is not important. I'm not saying you shouldn't learn how to point. I personally believe that if you spend enough time with your birds, you understand your birds, you should know how to point your birds because every bird cannot be pointed exactly the same way. I don't know if you agree with that or if you don't agree with that, but if you've been around enough, you had chickens a long enough time, you would know you cannot point every single bird the exact same way. So what does that do? That forces you to fall back on experience, prior experience, or maybe learn experience, you know, that, that somebody else has taught you, but it, it forces you to fall back on experience, right? So if you cannot point a bird, if you can't point all birds the same way, then you obviously have to know what pointing is, what causes a bird to point, what methods to use, whether it's feed, timing, whatever the case is. Again, it's it's the most controversy topic in game foul. I'm talking about from the beginning of time, right? And it doesn't matter what country you from and you know, if you ate nachos at the Bayou Club or if you was at Mid-America and, and if you went to the Philippines and blah, 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 blah. No disrespect to none of that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you and that bird in that present time. It does not matter what you did back in the 70s and it does not matter what you plan on doing in 2035. All that matters is, is you and that bird at that present time. And it forces you to reflect back on your experience, your exposure, your learn experience, you know, your, le your learning, what's been taught to you. You have to understand an individual bird, right? And we all hear these stories. And I think a lot of times my personal opinion, well, actually, I don't even have an opinion. This is my thought. People get so caught up into hearing these stories that, hey, I'm going to do what what Freddie did when he won uh, that 15 cock at, you know, Mid-America back in 73. He did this, this, this and this. First of all, you're not even feeding exactly what that person was feeding at that time. The corn ain't even the same. Nothing's the same. Nothing's the same. Milk ain't even the same as it was back in 1973 the way it is now. Food ain't even the same, right? So you want to take a method that somebody used back in whatever time and say, hey, since he has a building full of trophies, he knows how to point, right? Then, so you'll, so, so a large part of the generation take that route. Then the other part of the generation take the approach of, you know, it just cracks me up. But then the other part would take the approach of, oh, I seen this guy. It don't matter what you do. You know, if they're going to win, they're going to win. It doesn't make a difference what you do. If they're going to win, they're going to win. If they got it, they got it. Da, da, da. They take that approach, right? And then you have a small group out there that usually do a lot of the winning that understands that knowing their bird is their biggest advantage. You know what I mean? Knowing your bird is your biggest advantage, period. Regardless of what anybody teaches you, regardless of what you read, Regardless of what video you watch, what what instructional video you watch, I am not discredit, discrediting any of that stuff. I'm not discrediting any books. Um, you know, I'm not discrediting any books. 
I'm not discrediting any DVD. I'm not discrediting anybody's past history, anybody's articles. I'm not discrediting anybody. I'm just talking about some stuff so we can give this stuff some thought and you come up with your own conclusion because I'm not trying to convince you of anything. But think about this. Your biggest advantage is your ability to know your bird. Let's let's break that down. Let's reverse engineer that for anybody who may be even wanting to disagree, which you can't because I'm not trying to convince you of anything. But just just let's just break that down. Let's reverse engineer that. Right. And I'm looking at this from a standpoint from when you enter an industry and you're trying to understand it, you learn as much as you can. But a lot of times the best way to learn it is reverse engineering. It's kind of like, you know, if you don't if nobody taught you how to put an engine together, well, you can almost teach yourself how to put an engine together by taking the engine apart. If you don't have anybody else to teach you how to take put the engine together. Right. So. Let's reverse engineer this. Let's talk about the stuff that we already have ingrained in our mind. Because as game fire breeders, a lot of times we have a lot of entrenched uh, beliefs. And again, I am not here, and I cannot say this enough, I am not here to judge what somebody will or will not do, should or should not do, what strategy is better than, I am not judging any of that. What I'm saying is let's have a conversation and talk about it. And I'm hoping a lot of the individuals from the new generation is watching. So this way they can establish a, a, a habit of questioning things. That's all I'm trying to do. Just questioning these things. So in the process of us doing this interview, all we're going to be doing is questioning things just to make you think. And then hopefully at the end of the video, you have your own uh, narrative, you know, your own conclusion. Okay. I, I personally believe with my personal birds, my biggest advantage is knowing my birds. Regardless of what somebody teaches me, if I don't understand the whys and the wins, it doesn't matter if you know how. Listen to what I'm telling you. <clears throat> In anything you do, if you want to be very good at it, if you want to be above average at it, because average people just know how to do stuff. They don't really know how and when to do it. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. They don't even know why and when to do it. They just know how to do it, right? They just know how to do things. That's how average person, average person just know how to do stuff. But the people that's above average, in order for you to be get above average, you have to start digging a little deeper. You got to start digging into the why am I doing this and when should I do it? Let's give a prime example. People say, hey, back in the day when it was legal, people say, hey, uh, give him two pecks of water if he's dry. If you cannot determine if your rooster is dry or not, do you know when not to give him two pecks of water? Or do you know when to give him two pecks of water? You know that the how to is pecks of water. That's the how to. That's the how to. The why in a win is the thing that separates you from the average. Now you say, well, why am I giving them water? Well, I want to put more moisture into them. Well, why do I want to put more moisture into them? Everybody got their own definition of why. Back in the day, guys say, hey, bird can't cut if he's not moist. Some guys say he bleeds too much if he's too wet. You know, and all I'm not getting into none of that. I'm just saying. The why, the when, and the how. If you just want to be average, just learn on how to do things. That's just the how. How to do them. You got to understand why to do them and when to do them. You can never know when to do something, even if you know why you're doing it. You don't know when to do it if you don't understand your birds. If you don't understand them. So there is, and I'm not going to say luck or anything like that, but guys believe that their birds is on point when they win. When they lose, they say the bird wasn't on point. That's not always true. And I see a lot of guys out there sharing that, pushing that. 
Oh, he, I ain't getting, you know, they was off. They was off today. They was off today. No, how about you just got beat today? How about you just got beat? They might not have been off. They might have gave the best that they had and it just wasn't good enough. Right? So, your biggest, my biggest advantage is knowing my birds. If you know your birds and a guy you're going against don't know his birds, you have an advantage over him. Period. You have an advantage over him. So, this whole concept with pointing, first of all, it's so vague. There's 900,000 answers to it. There's 900,000 ways to do it. How the hell, how, how can you possibly understand something that had that many variables? Pointing has the same amount of variables as hitting the mega ball. The power ball, whatever you call it, that lottery thing. You got about the same amount of that. I mean, variables, not saying chain, but variables. It's so many ways. You don't believe me? Just just uh, ask 10 people. And get and watch the answers from 10 people and then ask 100 people and watch the answers from 100 people. Then ask a thousand people and watch the answers from a thousand people. I promise you, every time you ask somebody it's going to be something different. So how do you even know if you did it right or if you did it wrong? Well, let me tell you how it's been determined. If you win, you did it right. If you lose, you did it wrong. Now, let's reverse engineer that logic. Somebody's coming out of their winner and somebody coming out of their loser. And you telling me the only thing that's determining who comes out there, winner or loser, and who was on point and who wasn't on point? Do you truly believe that? I'm not saying you shouldn't believe it. Believe whatever you want to believe. But I'm telling you to ask yourself that question. Do you think every time you lost was because you wasn't on point? And do you think every time you lose, I mean, every time you win, you was on point? I can tell you from personal experience, every time you win, your bird is not on point. I can promise you that. I have very, very good friends that can tell you for a fact that they have won when a bird wasn't on point. So when you hear this philosophy that guys are really pushing, and I'm not telling you not to believe it, you believe whatever you want to believe. But when you got guys saying he can't win if he's not on point. So you got to ask, well, how many wins do you have in your life? I promise you, he got more losses than he probably got wins. So you ask him. So you, out of all these years you've been doing it, you was only able to get 100 birds on point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just really think about that. Just really, really give it some thought. And again, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. And I'm not discrediting any, anybody's knowledge on pointing. I'm not discrediting any kind of literature on pointing, any kind of articles on pointing. I'm not discrediting any of that. I'm just having a conversation and hopefully the new generation will sit here um, um, and just give it, just question it. That's all I'm saying. So, um, yeah, Jeff, I see. Yeah, see, Jeff Harris is, is kind of saying the same thing. So all I'm saying, guys, is, you know, that that's what that whole, uh, uh, you know, post was about when I posted a generation so obsessed with pointing that success evades them. And I think a lot of guys miss out on wins that they could have won if they actually put the effort into understanding the bird and not trying to follow this technique. You know, guys are too caught up in techniques on how-tos, but they don't know why and they don't know when. It's not the information that the people are giving you is wrong. It's not the information that you've seen on the DVD is wrong. It's not the information that you read out of a book was wrong. What was wrong is you didn't know when to do it. You see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, Steven, that's a great point. If both birds, if both birds are on point, then who decides then? So hit me up, man, in my message box, brother, for the merch. Um, but like I say, I, that's just something to think about. Again, guys, I am not, um, I am not, you know, uh, uh, discrediting any anything. I'm not asking y'all guys to believe anything. I'm just having a conversation because I know that's a very hot topic. And that was one of my posts that got, a, I ain't going to say a lot of pushback, but a lot of guys had a lot of opinions about it. And like I say, that pointed is all over the board. It's all over the board. And if a young guy came up to me today, say a young guy, whatever, and if this is the legal time or whatever the case is, um, um, you know, he said, hey, you know, Jim, what, what is your thoughts on it? And I'm just going to share my thoughts, not even if it's somebody coming up to me. My personal thoughts on it is I believe that you should spend as much as time with your birds as possible and try to understand them. Not just throwing feed and water and making sure they're worm. That's not really understanding. Ask yourself these questions. Do you know what is do you know what his droppings usually look like? Do you know what his droppings look do you do you know what his droppings usually look like on a daily basis and stuff like that? And most guys do. Because especially if the bird is, is is dropping out on the top of his barrel or something like that, or top of his TP, you know, you walk past it every day, you get an idea of what his droppings typically look like, right? Ask yourself this. Have you ever, do you know if your bird holds feed when the weather changes? You know, say if it get cloudy. Do you know if your bird is holding feed when it get cloudy? Or did you just go out there feeding water? Do all your chores and just go back in the house. Do you know if your bird is holding feed when it's cloudy outside? Do you know if your bird is holding feed when it's really wet, uh, 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 you know, uh, wet outside? Do you know if your bird is holding feed when it's really cold outside? Do you know if your bird is holding feed when it's really hot outside? Like, it's so many different things. How do you, you don't even, many guys don't even know how their bird passes feed based on the weather. And you thinking the weather does not affect the way your bird passes feed, you think the weather doesn't affect that? It does affect it. The way your bird passes feed is in a lot of times is in relation to how much water they consume. It's so many different variables, but that's the stuff that's not being talked about. You see what I'm saying? That's what I mean by understanding your birds. Because say if this was back in the legal days and the guy showed up, and all of a sudden, throughout his whole keep, the, the last month or month and a half or whatever the case was, the weather was always good. And then the weekend of the show, you know, it's overcast. It's thunderstorms, stuff like that, right? And he's like, oh, man, my bird's holding feet. Oh, my bird feels different than he did in the keep. You don't have the slightest idea. Like, you don't even know. So now you don't even know what to do. Now you start going back to what Freddie did back when he won the 15 cock at Mid-America back in 1967. Oh, give him this, give him that, give him this, give don't and don't jump on Facebook. If you jump on Facebook and ask a question, you will have literally 7.2 million different answers. And out of 7.2 million, 7.1 million 999 of them is gonna come from people. That's going to be telling you stuff that they have never even done. So all I'm saying is, guys, is I'm not trying to convince y'all of anything. I just want y'all guys to start thinking, especially the next generation. You know, I just want y'all guys just to start thinking and start questioning stuff. We got to move past. In order for us to grow, we got to get out of this 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 locked in mindset that we have to do it this kind of way. Okay, do it that way. I'm not telling you not to do it that way. What I'm telling you is is to focus more on the whys and the wins and stop so much focusing on the hows. Everybody want to know how how oh feed you know feed milk feed it with bread feed oatmeal feed sugar feed water feed cracked corn feed chopped egg. Those are all a how. Do you know when to feed the corn? Do you know when to feed the eggs? Do you know when to feed the milk? Do you know how much milk to feed? Do you know 
how much not to feed? You know when you shouldn't do it? Do you know when you should do it? Do you even know how his body feels? This is the thing you need to understand. Everybody giving you pointed techniques on a how-to. And again, I am not discrediting anybody's techniques. And I'm not saying at, for one second that they don't work. What I'm saying is this. When somebody give you the techniques that he use, right? Say, for instance, your bird's too wet and you need to take some moisture out of them, right? Think about this. And Jeff Harris, I'm going to come back to that common sense aspect. But think about this. Guy said, oh, if he's too wet, right? Give him a couple pecks, uh, give him a couple of uh, uh, pellets that are drying right up. But this is the thing. You don't know what the person who's telling you, he hasn't felt your bird. So he don't even know if he's telling you, you should give him one, one pellet, two pellets, five pellets, a, a, tea, a teaspoon, a tablespoon. He don't know because they haven't even felt your bird. So you're taking a technique and applying it. And the person who's giving you the information only got half of the information. He only got a snippet. What you do when he's too wet? Oh, I give him a couple, couple uh, uh, pellets. Okay. What do you do if he's too dry? Oh, I give him a couple uh, 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 pieces of egg whites. Or I give him a little bit of buttermilk. Or I give him a little couple squeeze of oranges. You know, or I give him a little diced tomatoes. You know, you got all of these strategies. And I'm not saying that any of them don't work. All of them work under the right circumstances at the right time with the right bird. That is the part that everybody's missing. All of that stuff work. But it has to be under the right circumstances at the right time with the right bird. That is the part that nobody in pointing is talking about. Everybody's just talking about techniques. Does that stuff... Does pellets take moisture out of them? Yes, it does. Does egg whites add moisture to them? Yes, it does. You know, does orange juice, do diced tomato, all that stuff works. But it has to be the right situation, I mean, the right circumstances, at the right time, with the right bird. And if you don't believe me, try that on everything and see if it works. And I promise you it ain't going to work. I promise you it ain't going to work. So what ends up happening is, is guys like, oh, man, I didn't do good. It was off. I did this, this, and that, and it didn't work. No, actually what didn't work is, not the technique didn't work, is you applied the technique at the wrong time on a wrong bird under the wrong circumstances. That's what didn't work. But you know in this sport, it ain't never our fault. It got to be the breeder, the feeder, the this guy, the that guy. It got to be everybody under the sun, right? But just think about that. It's not the technique that didn't work. It was your lack of knowledge of the when and how to use the technique. That's what it is. And I'll give you a prime example. It's the same thing. It's the same thing when guys talk about different exercises, causes, take things out of birds, take cut out of birds, it binds them up, this, this, and that. No, 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 no. It's not the exercise. It's your lack of knowledge on how to use the exercise on that particular bird, period. Because that exercise does work for some people. So you have to ask yourself, why didn't it work for you? Was it the exercise? Or did you do too much of the exercise or not enough of the exercise or use the exercise at the wrong time? You got to look at yourself. It's almost the scenario I use when I talk about, you know, um, lifting weights. You know, a dumbbell, a barbell, they're all the same weights when you go to a gym. And those same weights are being used by professional bodybuilders and soccer moms. The weights didn't change. The amount of weight may have changed. The repetition may have changed. The amount of days they use it may have changed. But the dumbbells and the barbells 
never change. So that is that that's that's the whole scenario. The same thing that applies to the pointing aspect. It's not no cookie cutter strategy. And if y'all guys been around chickens long enough, almost none of it is cookie cutter strategies. All birds don't eat the same. You know what I mean? I can give you a prime example. You know, I have birds that when you feed them certain feed, and I'm not going to say the feed, if I give them the same workout that I give them when I'm feeding them something different, their muscles get really hard in a short period of time. I learned that. I switched out feed to a better feed. I was feeding just only that. The exercise never changed. The amount of exercise never changed. And these are on the same birds. So it's not like, oh, it's a different bird. No, 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 no. I use the same birds as an experiment. And I found out that with that feed that I was feeding them, I could not work them birds like that. Because their muscles, they were like toned like really quick. So I kind of had to draw it out a little bit. And two things I did. I draw the exercise out. Meaning that I gave them, I didn't go as hard and I cut the feed. You know, I, I mixed the feed then. I didn't just go straight feed out the bag. It was a pre-mixed feed that I really like. But I realized it's a really good feed and it was better than the stuff that they were being trained on the first time. And I definitely seen a difference in their bodies. Um, and it didn't really take long for me to see the difference in the bodies. So was it the feed? No, it wasn't a feed. It just, again, it goes back to circumstances, the right time, you know, that you got to do these things and, and not the cookie cutter strategy. So as we're talking about pointing, it runs into, it coincides with a keep. So you have guys that say, hey. You know, I've been using this keep for 30 years, right? I can tell you now, all the birds that I have worked, I have had to make changes on every single time I have worked a bird, I have had to make changes. I had to make adjustments. Put it this way, adjustments. Adjustments, changes, what I don't know, you know, whatever word you want to use. I had to make adjustments. Every time I work a bird, I have to make adjustments. Every time. This bird, you might be able to start off with, you know, five flies, right? The next bird might be able to go 10 flies, right? But if you got to keep that says, start them off with 10 flies. And then five flies, uh, fly, five rolls on a back. And then 10 runs. But if you got a bird that's not really in shape, so I've seen birds that after three flips, they, they beak is open. So what happens then? Then I've seen a bird after 10 flips, his beak is not even open. So do you stick to the, oh, 10 flips, but his beak is not open. So that the 10 flips don't even count. Then you get this one over here. After three flips, he gasping. Do you still push him to 10? I mean, I really wouldn't push him to 10. But if you're reading off this piece of paper, do you push him to 10? What are you pushing to? Again, I'm just asking. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not saying it keeps it not good. But I'm just saying from my personal experience, I always had to make adjustments based on the bird, based on how the bird reacts to the exercise. It's the same thing with pointing. You have to make adjustments based on the way the bird is reacting. If your bird is holding feet, then what? You know what I mean? If your bird is too wet, then what? But is it one cookie cutter strategy to take moisture out of them? No, it ain't. Because again, all birds ain't going to be equally the same amount of wet. It ain't like they got a cup. You said he eight ounces wet. He two ounces wet. Every bird is not the same. So again, that's why I keep saying and, and guys get offended. I don't even know why you getting offended, dude. Like, what? Do you, first of all, how is what I'm saying wrong? That's what I would like to know. 
How is what I'm saying wrong? You telling me you do it exactly the same way every single time? If you say yes, you're lying. That's a lie. Or actually, I take that back. That's not a lie. It's just that you mindlessly not even giving it any thought. You just going through the motions. And hey, if you win, it was all right. But if you lose, it was all wrong. Think about that, guys. Just think about that. I'm just saying, question it. I'm not saying listen to me. I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm right. I'm not saying none of that. I'm just saying, think about it. Think about it, right? Are you do everything identically the same? Hell, heck no, you don't. You don't do everything identically the same. Not every time. Not every time. So again, that's why it comes to back to what I said earlier. The person who knows his birds the best has an advantage. I didn't say win. I say has an advantage. I did not say win. I said has a advantage over the guy who does not know his bird or who does not know his bird well enough or as well as you. You still can't take out the equation they still got their own ability and skills and they still got, you know, they still got to go and do their thing. But I'm saying beforehand, the person who knows his birds the best has an advantage. I didn't say was going to win. I just said has an advantage. That is the reason why a lot of times it's two kind of people that do a lot of winning that I have seen in my few short years. Guys who know the birds, that's one group of people I see do a lot of winning. And guys who have a lot of experience with all different variety of birds. It's two kind of people that I see do a lot of winning. <clears throat> and you're going to fall in one or two categories, three categories. You're going to fall into three categories. The guy who knows his birds. The guy who has a lot of experience dealing with a whole bunch of different birds and a guy who just did participate. Those are the three categories that you're going to fall in. Those are three categories. Again, the guy who knows those birds, his birds, the guy who has a lot of experience with a whole variety of different birds and a guy who's just participating. Those are the three those are the three categories you're going to fall in. And you got to determine which category you fall in. Period. You got to determine which category you fall in. And the guy, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, the category that I have done and I focus on is knowing the birds that I have. That's my that's my category. The category of participating, I don't want to be in that category. But we all start off in that category and some of us stay in that category longer than others. But the goal is to get out of that category and get into the category of knowing your birds by dealing with particular bloodlines or particular families, and you get to a true understanding of how that family works, or that guy who shows a ton and just got all the tricks in the bag, and it ain't many guys like that. It ain't many guys like that. So you got to kind of determine on what category you want to fall in. But, you know, when I go back to this pointing, that word is throw it around it's just astronomically, it's unbelievable how many people keep using this word pointing. And it's even more astonishing of how many people that don't that don't even know how to do it. They can tell you how it's done. Like somebody can tell you how to drive a stick shift. That don't mean they can drive a stick shift. That don't mean they can drive a stick shift. I can tell you right now. Hey, you push on the gas. Then you come off the gas and you push in a clutch. And when you push in a clutch, then you shift it to the next gear. I just told you how to drive a stick shift. Now, let me put you in a, in a car and see if you can drive that stick shift. I just told you how to do it. I just told you how to do it. But every clutch is different. You see what I'm saying? Every clutch is different. Every, every clutch ain't the same. You got to feel it. 
You got to know how much gas to give as you coming off that clutch. It ain't the same, brothers. Driving a stick shift is just like pointing. Every car is different. Every car is different. Guys adjust clutches with different tension. Some clutches is hard. Some of them are real soft. So that's what I'm saying. When you take the time to learn that family, you have an advantage over somebody who just got something last season or two seasons ago and boom, they out there. They had a disadvantage. They had a disadvantage against a guy who's been showing the same family for, say, five, six, seven seasons. They had a disadvantage. Not saying, again, I'm not saying that that guy's going to lose. And I'm not saying the guy who knows his family is going to win. I'm just saying a guy who knows his family has an advantage. Why does he have an advantage? Well, he has an advantage because he knows how his bird reacts to adjustments. The guy who doesn't know his family doesn't know the bird's reaction to adjustments. That's the difference. No different in driving a stick shift or driving a runner car. Get in a runner car, and I promise you, it's going to take you about five to ten stops before you get used to the brakes. Think about that, guys. That's something, that's something right there that everybody can relate to, right? You go get a runner car. How long does it take you? to get adjusted to the brakes of that rental car you just got in? How long does it take you to get adjusted to the gas pedal as you get in? Think about that. Now, some people, it take them longer than others. I drive a lot. I drive different cars, but I do a lot of driving. It doesn't take me long once I get in a rental car to get adjusted to the brakes and the gas. It take my wife longer. It take my mama longer. It take my dad longer. It take my daughter and son longer. It don't take me as long because I do a lot of driving. You see what I'm saying? So when somebody say, hey, give me that keep or give me that pointing method, that's just like you saying, tell me how to drive a stick shift. The guy going to say, look on his form. This is how you drive a stick shift. Right. Or you say, well, let me watch a video on how to drive a stick shift. Then you watch a video on how to drive a stick shift. Then you say, let me talk to an instructor or a NASCAR driver who's a professional driver. Let me talk to him on how to drive a stick shift. And he tells you how to drive a stick shift. The part that you're missing is I don't care what you learn. You can't get around the fact that you eventually going to have to get in a car and try to drive it on your own. His foot is not going to be on a clutch. You got to feel a clutch. He can describe to you what the clutch is going to feel like. He can describe to you how you should determine when to add the gas. He can, he can describe all of those things. But at the end of the day, it's not going to eliminate the fact that you still going to have to get in that car. And you still going to have to determine how that clutch feel. And when to give it gas. Based on how the cars reacted. Based on how the cars react. The same thing in game foul. If you know the family, you know how it's going to react. You have a better chance of doing the making the right adjustments based on your knowledge of how they're going to react versus the guy who doesn't know that family, who doesn't know those birds, but got a stack of books and videotapes and, 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 and all of that, DVDs and it. At the end of the day, I don't care about it. I mean, all that stuff. And I'm not, and every bit of that stuff can be correct. Every every one of those books can have the right knowledge in it. Every one of those DVDs can show you the right instructions. But at the end of the day, you still have to experience it. They can't experience it for you. So when somebody telling you, I'm using this because, you know, such and such used it and he won with it, this, this and that. Understand, guys. You still have to go through the motions. You still have to do it. There is no shortcut to that. And that person who's teaching you don't know how your bird feel. 
He's not looking at the droppings. So at the end of the day, the information is still based on your experience. So, again, so that right there, hopefully I went into enough detail to uh, uh, allow the guys that jump on a post and in the comment section, oh, you ain't going to win if your bird ain't on point. Oh, this, come on, man. It is so much more deeper than that. It is so much more deeper than that. So much more deeper than that. So. Uh, that's pretty much it, guys. I know it was a lot of questions um, and comments that I, I you know, I, I hadn't addressed in here because I really wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to get this out. Um, I wanted to get get out what I wanted to talk about and what what I wanted to say. But if y'all guys got any questions now, we can talk about them. Um, but again, I'm not discrediting anybody's anybody's information that they have told you about pointing. I'm not discrediting any books, any DVDs, none of that, because, again, that information has worked. But you still have to know why and when to use it. That's it. Because if you don't know the whys and the wins, I don't care what they told you on a DVD or in a book. Or even on one of our interviews, it don't matter. At the end of the day, you cannot eliminate the fact that you got to go through the process. You can't. There's no way around it. I don't know, and I don't know how somebody can even debate that. Can somebody teach you how to drive a stick shift from a piece of paper? And you're going to jump right in and draw like an expert? No, you're not. You still got to get in there and practice. I don't care how many videos you looked at on how to drive a stick shift or how many booklets you read on how to drive a stick shift. You still got to get in there and feel that clutch. You still got to get in there and feel that gas. That book, DVD, or anything can't teach you, can't do that for you. You have to do that part. So, I see, uh, do you think most people, a question says, do I think most people overdo it? Yes, I think most people overdo it. I truly think most people overdo it. And the reason why I say, you know what? I'm not even going to say overdo it. Most people do it wrong. That's what I'll say. Most people are doing stuff that's not helping them. That's not helping them. Most people will be better off not even applying some of those things. Not because those things don't work. It's because they don't possess the knowledge that they need or the experience that they need to determine when and why to use those particular techniques. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about the techniques. I'm talking about the person. The answer is knowing your, your, your droppings. Yeah, David, knowing your droppings is just one of the answers. Knowing your droppings is just one of the answers. But you're right, though. That's what I go back to saying, knowing your birds. Knowing your birds. No problem. Appreciate it, Joe. Um, let me see. I'm just reading some comments, guys. Uh, good job, Jim. My way of thinking. Um, Leon said, uh, good job, Jim. My way of thinking. If it was figured out by now, there would be many people really shine. That's exactly right. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, man, that, that pointing thing. Look, it's a craft and you have to continue working on it. And you have to try. And that is something that you can do. That is something that you can do in the yard. Um, hey, my whole studio falling apart over here. That's something that you can do. Just working birds on the yard. Because I know me personally. When I'm back home. Birds in the yard. I work birds all the time. Not for the bird. I do it for me. Getting better, you know, just practicing my craft. That's all. Um, a family of fowl, if you have them and know them, it's hands down the easiest way. That's right. If you know, like again, he's going to keep going. Guys, I promise you, guys can debate me all day long. They can say whatever they want to say about me. At the end of the day, the guy who has the advantage is a guy who knows those birds. 
because he knows how his bird is going to react to the adjustments that he makes. And he knows what adjustments to make. That's the guy with the advantage. That just doesn't come. You can't cookie cutter that out of a book, out of a DVD, out of anything. You still have to be hands on about it and learn it. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the handling play a big role as well. Well, Justin, we're not talking about showing. We're not even talking about we talking about prior to prior to that. So handling doesn't come in. Well, I guess I, I don't know. I don't with well, Justin. I uh, apologize. I don't know if you mean handling on show or handling your birds throughout the year or throughout the keep. So correct me on that. I apologize if I'm wrong on that. Okay, Britt said, uh, that's a good eye and experience. Uh, some are just naturally blessed with a good eye for birds that can be used as experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it look, the people who naturally bless, I don't know if anybody's naturally blessed with it. I think some people may comprehend it a little quicker than others, but I don't think it's out of the grasp of anybody. I believe anybody can learn. I That's just my personal opinion. Um. Yeah, you need hands on. Yes, right, Jimmy. You got you got to put them hands on it. You know, you got to put them hands. You got to know. You got to understand your bird at all different aspects. You got to understand your bird in all different weathers. And that's why I say about knowing your bird. You you cannot know your bird by just throwing feed and water out there, and then you put them in a six week keep, and you think you know a lot about it. Well, you may know a lot about it, you may not. But this is the thing. If you don't get this, the kind of weather that you're going to get on a day of pointing, you didn't get that weather doing a keep, then how you know how you're going to respond? How you going to know how you know if he's going to hold any feed or not? You know how many guys out there been doing it 20, 30, 40 years and get caught with that? all oh, he was holding feed. Who fault is that? Is that the bird fault? Is that the brood pen? You know, who fault is that? Is that the breeder? Who fault is that? If you get caught and your bird is holding feet, why? I'm not saying if it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that falls on you. That don't fall on nobody else but you. You know, that falls on you. Your bird holding feet. You learn that it's too late now. <laughs> it's too late. But it's too late. Now you, you find out that your bird holding feet and it's too late. What happens then? What happens then? And this is not happening to guys that was doing it. I'm talking about back in the day. This is not this. That, that's not happening to guys that was only doing it one or two years. You got guys that have been doing this 30, 40 years, get caught with it. My bird was holding feet. And I'm not saying. Um, and I'm not saying that's anything bad or anything. And I'm not criticizing or judging because that happens to a lot of people. That has happened to a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, again, who does that fall on? Who does that fall on? That don't fall on a bird. That don't fall on a, um, on a brood pen. That doesn't fall on a breeder. No, who, who does it fall on? And that's why I say, why hear all these guys, oh, you're only winning if it's all in the brood pen. It's all in the brood pen. This is a, and it, it has always been. A multi-dimensional sport. There is no one ticket to it all. If you disagree, ask yourself this question: Are only the best roosters with the um, are the only the most talented roosters win? Not in all cases. No. Back in the day, you could say, "Bam!" One get hit with a shot straight out the gate. Better rooster, but he can't recover. What happens then? Was that the brood pen? You know what I mean? Was that the feeder? Was that the breeder? What was it? What was it? So, again, guys, understand and don't get so caught up in it. But this is a it has always been throughout history, a multidimensional sport. You got to get a lot of things right. And all it takes is one thing wrong for everything to go south. 
So look at it from a multi-dimensional aspect because I think guys are putting way too much energy into just one aspect. You have to be balanced. You got to put an equal amount of effort in everything, in your brew pen, in your feeding, in your care, in your spa, you know, everything. You got to put equal, you know, you have to make a balance. You got to get attention to everything. And the reason why I say people are so obsessed with the, um, you know, the pointing thing, because if you notice that people are so obsessed about that, look at other aspects of their program. They're lacking. They're lacking. I'm telling you, and I'm not saying 100 percent, but a, a large majority of those individuals who put their bread and butter on pointing the rest of their program is lacking in something. I promise you. I have seen it so many times. So many times. Look at the guy's yard that puts everything on point. Look at his yard. Tell him to send you pictures of videos of his yard. He's lacking on something. Jeff, you're exactly right. Jeff said it's a full circle. And that's what I'm talking about, about balance. Listen, guys, this is what people don't understand. Nature is the greatest creation. Nature is the greatest creation. It doesn't always agree with the, I mean, we don't always agree with the outcomes and stuff like that. But why is nature the greatest creation? Because it's balanced. That's why. Nature is balanced. Nature's been around a lot longer than us. So I don't understand why guys want to get so far away from being balanced. You have to have a great program. Across the board. Yes, right. Jay Sanchez said that there there is a reason why a lot of more a lot of the more successful folks in the sport have found success with a particular family. And that was my point. Like I said earlier, Jay, I don't know if you was on earlier uh, when I said it. But I said the same thing. I said the guy who knows his family has an advantage over a guy who don't know the family. And I explained to my reasons why they just regurgitate that. I told, explain to y'all why I feel like that. Because a guy who knows his family knows the adjustments to make to get the reaction that he wants from those birds because he knows that family. A guy who just bought a family two years ago, he don't know that family. He don't even know just gambling. So that, that's why I'm saying that, guys. So I don't want and, and, I, and, I, and I kept repeating certain things because I don't want, you know, how Facebook is. Guys get to running off at the mouth and gossiping. Oh, yeah. Jim said those videos ain't no good. And I knew those keeps ain't no good. And I knew pointing was trash. No, I'm not saying any of that, guys. We just had a conversation tonight and hopefully it got y'all guys to thinking about some things. I didn't come on here to change anybody's mind. I didn't come on here to prove anybody wrong or prove anybody right. I just said, hey, let's just think about some stuff. Because, again, when I put that when I put that post up is we have a generation obsessed with pointing that success. So obsessed with pointing that 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 success evades them. And I got a lot of comments on it. And again, I figure, hey, let's have a conversation about it. Let's have a conversation. And. uh you know, um, it, it's just like I say, you know, hopefully the new generation as breeders will uh, don't get so stuck and so entrenched uh, into philosophies. Uh, keep a very open mind. Don't be afraid to try different things. And when you trying something, don't tell nobody what you're trying. I don't understand. Don't tell nobody what you're trying. If if you feel as though they might say, oh, I don't think that's going to work. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Sometimes you got to be careful who you tell what you're trying. Because some, I told somebody. I give you a, let me tell you a personal story. And this is years ago. Um, I told uh, my train at the time that. You know, I didn't understand in Puerto Rico, you know, they work birds one time a week. And I was just like, one time a week? Like, how 
do you how how does that bird get one time a week? So he explains to me, hey, you can't work them more than one time a week. They only three pound birds. And I was like, what the size got to do with anything? Like you putting weights on a back. He's like, you know, they're three pound bird and you don't have to work on one day a week and blah, 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 blah. And what he was saying, was it wrong? No, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong because he had had success with it. He has had, he'd been doing working on birds one day a week for 40 years and been having success with it. But I never said that it was wrong. I'm just saying that is not the only way to do it. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say it was wrong. I was just saying it's not the only way to do it. So let me tell you what I did. I worked a bird and I worked him five days a week. Right. And I took the bird to his house. This was after a couple weeks. I took the bird to his house and we sparred him. And I'm talking about and, and in Puerto Rico, you don't spar birds two buckles like, blip, blip. oh, God, oh, my God, you see, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, they don't do that in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, they spar birds. They spar birds like 10, 12 minutes. Right. So we sparred him. At the eight minute mark. Now, this is a bird that he worked. This is a bird I worked. His work was a little further than mine's, right? But at the eight minute mark, first of all, they was throwing straight for eight minutes. At the eight minute mark, my bird was still throwing bricks. He was like, boom, boom. And the guy looked at me, my trainer looked at me, he's like, Gotcha, gotcha, going y'all. I was like, yeah, he hitting hard. And he's like, yeah, he hitting hard at eight minutes. Now, that was my way of doing it. Again, I never said his way was wrong. I never said his way was bad. I was just saying there's more than one way to work a bird. That's all I'm saying. That's it. And I learned that from... Working with my birds, understanding what they can take, what they couldn't take, giving them rest when they need the rest. Like I said, you start them all. You might start this bird off with five flips. His beak might be open. You might start the next bird off with five flips. and His beak ain't even open. Hit him 10 flips. and His beak may start to crack open. It's not a script. That's why you have to understand the whys and the wins and not just the how. Everybody's talking about how, 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 how you point, how you point, how you point, how you point. Come on, man. Come on. Asking somebody how you point is like asking them how to drive a stick shift. And you ain't never drove a stick shift. How you drive a stick shift? Oh, you push the gas in. Then you push in the clutch as you coming off the gas. And then when you got the clutch all the way in. Then you shift it to the next gear. That's exactly how you drive a stick shift. Go go into your high school and grab a, a 17, 18 year old that ain't never drove a stick shift and tell them what I just told you and put them in a stick shift and see if they can drive it. I bet you they were like, boom, 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 boom. That's how the car going to be. Right. So that's my whole point. But I don't make these posts uh, again to convince anybody of anything. I don't make no posts with somebody in mind. I don't do none of that. I just make the post and people can take what they want to take out of it or they can mindlessly scroll past it like they do 99% of the other stuff that they see on Facebook. So um, I would like to talk to y'all guys more, but I my phone is going dead and I don't have my charger. I don't have my charger down here. What's my take on keeping them on point? Because there's no reason to point if you can't hold them. Well, middle, that's the whole thing about keeping them on point. Look, guys, I don't put a bunch of. I don't put as much as energy in a pointing as so many other people do. And the reason being is because. Puerto Rico things are different, first of all. 
Um, but the reason being <clears throat> is because to me is a hit and miss. So I put my energy more so into having them in excellent shape. That's what I put my 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 attention into. So I mean, you know, uh, pointing, like I said, is great. And uh, if you can learn it and you're good at it, I think it's a craft. You know, you need to get really good at it. You try to learn it the best you can. Um, let me see. Yeah, it's not working. I thought... It's it's not working, so uh, I am going to have to end this video because it ain't working. I know this court is trash. That's what it is. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so um, yeah, middle right, exactly. I just like I say, guys, I don't. I don't I don't just get on here just to run off at the mouth and just to say stuff to be saying it to make it seem like, hey, I know everything. I'm a master at this and that. I don't you know, I, I don't I, I just I, I try to come up with topics and have conversations to have people think about things and you come to whatever conclusion you want to come to. So until my next video, guys, uh, I appreciate y'all guys chiming in. I don't have I have some few hats left, not in this color. Send me a, a message. Also, you can get the hoodies. We got this hoodie. We got a couple other designs on there. We also got a design hoodie for, for the ladies out there. Go to JTTP362.com. JTTP362.com. And um, just like our um, Journey to the Pit, just like everything on Journey to the Pit, just like our logo, JTTP362.com. That's where you go. You can get the hoodies on there. We got the hoodies available. We got a more than one color. Uh, we got some hats. Um, PM me if you're interested. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I'm going to go on upstairs and go grab me something to eat. But I uh, appreciate y'all guys chiming in. I hope y'all guys got some value uh, from the video. What's up, Cecil? Yes, sir. That's right, Jeff Harrison. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And that's why I, I share these stories. And I'm just hoping, again, that somebody can take some value out of it. And it's not to I don't make any post. With anybody in mind, I don't discredit anybody books, videos, DVDs, techniques, methods, articles, keeps. I don't discredit none of that. I don't have an opinion on any of it. Uh, do what works for you. I'm pretty sure all that stuff works if you know how to use it and when to use it and why you use it. So, brothers, y'all have a good night. Uh, maybe I'll make another video another time. Um, but right now, I got to charge my phone. I hope y'all guys enjoy hanging out with me tonight. Remember, JTTP362. Dot com. Go check out your hoodies. Message me for some hats and let's get this thing going. I'll holler at y'all later. All right, see, so I'll call you later.